thou for thy servant heareth. Again, Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful, Lord, that uh, we do have faithful people to preach about, people who 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 show the all the attributes of a good servant and a, and a a fair servant and one that is willing to serve the Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll help us as we get finished with this message today that that if if people have a problem with serving the Lord, I pray, Lord, that they'll be able to come and and, and ask the Lord to give them that uh, that uh, what they need, Lord, to be a, a a true servant of the Lord. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. This is the same title, The Servant of the Lord, Sermon 3. This is the third sermon on this message. Uh, last, the last two Sundays, we have preached the marks of a true servant. <clears throat> Excuse me. We covered the mark of obedience, the first, first one. And then we covered the mark of diligence. And we covered the mark of humility. Last week, we covered the mark of perseverance and the mark of faithfulness. So all of those are true marks. We, I believe, I remember Wednesday night, we, we sung trust, trust and obey. And we realize that <clears throat> that is the only way that the Lord accepts his servant, are those that trust and obey him, whatever he says. You know, we have so many people today who they'll obey everything, but when it comes to obeying the Lord and what the Lord would have us to do, they, they start balking at it. <clears throat> but certainly, <clears throat> certainly, uh, y'all excuse me, my um, brother Troy said I've got one of them frogs that that uh, they had back in the days of the Pharaoh. But anyway, uh, remember this, that uh, the obedience and diligence, <clears throat> be diligent at what we do. Also humility. Humility is something that we can't, we can't just put it on and take it off. Humility is something that God gives us. God humbles us down to, to do his work. And, and if God hasn't humbled us down to do his work, then there's something wrong. And then we talked about perseverance. You know, the Bible says, the Lord himself said, all those who endure to the end shall be saved. Endurance is something that comes uh, when we... Uh, uh, when we um, uh, follow the Lord and, and follow him all the way to the end. You know, it, it's amazing. It's a wonderful thing when you see somebody. Now, it's not a wonderful thing to see people leave this world, but it's a wonderful thing to know that when a person leaves this world, that that person has been faithful all the way to the end. And that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing to to, to follow and, and, and to believe in that. But this is something that we, we need to see in that. Now, this, this Sunday, we want to look at the mark of a true servant is courageous. He has a lot of courage. You know, the, the thing that we sometimes we like today is courage. We like courage in witnessing. We like courage in speaking of what the Lord would have us to do. And, and I, 
it's all because of the fact that the world does not want to hear those things. The world doesn't want to hear uh, courageous people in the Lord. And, and um, it's amazing uh, that we have people out there who they're, they're members of cults. I don't know how many of you have watched the news today. Well, that, actually it was yesterday, last night. Um, they've, they've, they've learned a lot more about this these people down there in Mexico that uh, are, they're members of a cult. This is a cult. It's a cult down there. And, and, and some of those young people are members of it. Some older people are members of it. And, and you'll see a lot of these, those that are members of it, they'll have tattoos all over them, and those tattoos represent something about the cult. But what they've come to learn is that they serve what they call the dead saint. It's called a dead saint religion. And what it is is they have a statue of a woman standing there with a sickle in her hand, and she represents the dead saint, and that's what they worship. They worship what's called the dead saint. And so we wonder sometimes why so much uh, comes out of there and now what we're doing now is is the reason they gave, they talked about this last night is the fact that they're bringing some of those right into this country right now and and it's a cult and and they they're going to die for they'll die for that cult and it's 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 a it's something that you really need to listen to if you ever get a chance to hear it again you need to listen to it you need to listen to why that religion today <clears throat> what we believe and what we stand for is totally going away. It's totally going away, totally going away. You'll say, well, you, you'll, you'll still pray. I will, but I'm, I'm far and few in number that will still stand up for these truths of the Bible today. So the mark of a true servant is being courageous. It was Joshua who said, who said, who told the Jews of his day, be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Joshua 1 and verse 6, he, tell, he tells those people, says, Be courageous, be courageous, and, and, and to receive the promises of the Lord, uh, of, to receive the promises of the Lord and of the promised land that he said, he said, only be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all that the law which Moses thy servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that they mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Joshua 1 and verse 7. So that's, you know, if you want anything from the Lord, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be courageous, and, and, and you're going to have to show the Lord that you're not afraid of the things that he teaches us, that we're not afraid to do it. Because I want to tell you, folks, it's getting to the point to where that if you believe what we believe and what we stand for, you're, you're on a low totem pole of people who are loved today and liked and, and religions that are liked. You know, I'm, 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 we're blessed 
you know, we've got people who are listening over <coughs> live streaming and they listen faithfully over live streaming and they, they listen to what we're preaching and uh, <coughs> some of them are learning, <coughs> excuse me, some of them are learning what we stand for uh, in, uh, uh, in this day. Now Moses may have been meek, but he was courageous when, when he faced <clears throat> when he faced Pharaoh, the only authority was that he he had the only authority in that day, and it was, I am sent me. Lord told him, the Lord told him, said, uh, you go to them and you tell them this. And the Lord, and he said, they won't listen to me. He said, all you got to do is tell them, I am sent you. And said, they'll listen. I am sent you. Well, I am is still the authority today. You know, who who is it that's behind us today? Who is it that's with us today? It's the great I am. He sends us. He send, He still sends men to do uh, to do things. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing. I, I, I was thinking this morning. I came, I got here this morning pretty early. And I was thinking this morning, this marks, today marks my 54th year. Uh, in the ministry, and um, I just wonder sometimes, how did I stay in it that long? But you know, you you got to realize, I believe you got to realize who sent me. God sent me. Who sent me to you folks? God sent me. My ministry began in uh, in Illinois, <coughs> some fifty, almost fifty four years ago. Now it will be in August. My ministry began in Illinois with the um, Salem Missionary Baptist Church. And then I pastored in Kentucky, and, and the Lord sent me to Georgia. I didn't know a soul in Georgia. I'd never been to Georgia. Until, until we came down in, I'd never been to Georgia. And when I came down here, and I came down here, didn't know a soul. The only people I knew when I came down here was was my wife and my two girls, and uh, and that was it. But it wasn't long until I began to meet people, I began to see people. It wasn't long until I pastored a church down here, and then we started Landmark Baptist Church, and out of it. And, and the only thing I can say is, Lord sent me. That's the reason. That's the reason I'm still here today. The Lord sent me, and and He'll He'll take me away when the time comes. To do that, so that's what Moses said. Told me the Lord sent me. Look, look at uh, it was Peter who said. Look in Second Peter, if you would, the book, the book of Second Peter, um, and um, I'm going to read to you a few a, a verse or two there. And, and, and here, here's what the Lord says about our life and what we should do. In Second Peter, the first chapter, he says, begin in the third verse. He says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and to virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, through lust. 
Now, how many of us have escaped that corruption in the world? A lot of us have. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was once purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Yeah, there it goes. That's, that's a tall order. <clears throat> that's a tall order that, that, that when you see what God expects of his children, just like Peter was, Oh, Peter was one. Peter learned a lot. I tell you, Peter was Peter was the the one that was very uh, vigilant uh, among the the apostles. But he learned a lot. Peter said, you, "When when when the Lord saved you, you got you got to add these things to it. You got to add to your faith. You say, well, 'Well, I've got faith, but you've got to add something to that faith.' You say, 'I've got that, but you got to add something to that.'" You say this, I've got this, but you have to add something to that. Some of us lack those things. We, we lack those things. And, and that, that ninth verse is one that bothers me somewhat because that ninth verse says if we lack these things and we don't have them, then we're not his. We don't belong to him. Now, that's sad to say. That really is. That's sad to say. We, 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 we don't belong to him if we lack those things in our life. And he says that, he says that, um, that, that we, we need to, we need to make our calling and election sure. If you lack those things, you may better be sure to find out if you're really saved or not. I've, I've said this all my ministry, and that is that every day, every day of our Christian life, we ought to make our calling and election sure. We, we, ought, we ought every day that, that we live upon this earth, we ought to make our calling and election sure. We ought to watch our lives and watch what we're doing and, and be sure that we're doing what the elect will do. If someone asked me one time several years ago, they says, how, how do we know if we're saved? I said, well, if you do what the elect does, then, yeah, you know you're saved. You, if you do what the elect does, you know, the elect comes to him. The elect is saved. The elect serves him. The elect is, is diligent in, in their service. The elect is all these things that I'm talking about today as far as the Lord is concerned. Now, the mark of a true servant is devotion. Is devotion. Being devoted to what we're doing. You know, you've heard these people say, well, they were devout. They were devout in everything and, and Matter of fact, among some of the some of the religions today, that is part of their funeral. And uh, I'm, I've, I've got a lady that uh, just passed away, and she's a she's a Catholic, and and uh, and I've been asked to come to her funeral. And uh, well, I've been to one Catholic funeral, 
And I got the guy that sat next to me, he got upset with me, and he called me up after that service, and he said, how come you didn't stand up when they told everybody to stand up? How come you didn't get on the kneeling board when they told all of everybody to get on the kneeling board? And, and I said, because I don't believe those things. And, and boy, he got upset because I don't believe those things. Well, I'm going to tell you, folks, there's some things that I can tell people that they need to do that, that really, really comes to the fact if, if we're really a believing person. I don't believe in what they teach, but I do believe in what the Bible teaches. I believe in what the Lord says that, that we should do, and, and I've tried to be faithful to that throughout my ministry. In, in um, Exodus, turn with Exodus 21, if you would. i got a couple of places here I want to turn to this morning. This will be the last one. In, in Exodus 21 and verse 1, this is the, the mark of a true servant. Is, is, devote, is, is devotion. So look at this. In Exodus 21, beginning in verse 1, says, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. Talking about the, the, Lord, the, people, the people of the Lord. If thou, if thou buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself... He shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sorts of sons and daughters, the wife and her children shall he shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. Now, if the servants shall plainly say, Look here, I love my master, my wife, my children. I will not go out free. I love my master. How many of us love our master? Love our master enough that, that, that we, we're willing to serve him as we should every day. You know, you, you are, this is a, a, an example of devout servant. We are not our own. For we are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God. It was a great apostle who told the Corinthian church, Ye are bought with a price. Be, be not ye servants of men. You know, how many times we serve men more than we serve God? How many times do we serve the, the world more than we serve God? There's things in the world that's more important. You know, I, I see people... All the time, jumping up and down, happy as they can be. Boy, it's good to be here. Good to be in this place. You don't see them doing it at church. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it if somebody if somebody just got up one time and, and said, uh, one of you men got one time and said, I, I'm, I, I love my master. I love it here in church. I love it in when church time comes. You don't hear that. They love it when vacation time comes. They love it when something's out there, they're doing something out there that's, that has nothing to do with the Lord and church. I love it. I love it. I tell you, this is a wonderful place to be. And you hear somebody say, well, we'll go back there. We'll come back here again. People don't do that at church. They don't do that in the Lord's house. They don't show the fact that they, 
They are bought with a price. Far too many have already sold their soul to men. Just remember, the Levites were called to serve the Lord at age 25. We're not going to go back and, and read all this because there's quite a bit on it. And they were discharged from their service at 50. 25 years they had to be faithful to the Lord and what the Lord had called them to do. They couldn't just say, well, I, I'm going to quit it for right now. I'll come back someday. Someday, I'll come back. Someday when I, when, 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 when I get free, I'll come back, free from the world, I'll come back. But they don't do it. These Levites, when they, was, when they were called to service, they were called at the age of 25. And they had to serve until they were 50. And, they, and they, could not, they could not do anything else but serve the Lord for those 25 years. They had no choice. Far too many think that they're doing God a favor by giving him a few days a year at the service of the Lord's church. Or oh, we're doing God a favor. We're doing the pastor a favor. You know, the pastor, pastor should be happy with me. At least I was here. I've had that said to me right out there when I used to go out there and, and bid people buy my services. I've had that said to me. You ought to be happy I was here today because I had said something in there that they needed to be more faithful in church. You ought to be glad that I'm here today. The Lord, I know the Lord is glad I'm here today. Well, let me tell you, the Lord, the only thing's going to make the Lord glad if you're in the Lord's house like Brother uh, down in Florida says, you know, every Sunday. He said, tomorrow's the Lord's day, and you need to be in church. He sure does. He says that almost every, every Saturday he puts it on his, on his Facebook page. Paul told the Romans, said, to present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. That, that, that's, the, that's the least that you can do that's the least you can do is, is to present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Lord, take me and use me any way you want to take me and use me. Just like the fellow said one time when I was in school. He said, he said, I'm, I'm willing to go anywhere the Lord sends me, but I won't go to New York. Guess where he wound up at in New York. I'm sitting. I'm telling you. I can. I can tell you exactly who he was. He. He was. A, he was an old Kentucky mountain boy, and I can imagine when he. When he. When the Lord sent him to New York, I can imagine what those people thought about him. But the Lord sent him to New York. He said. He. He said, Lord, I'll go anywhere you send me, but I won't go to New York. I didn't say that about Georgia. I didn't say that about Illinois. I didn't say that about Kentucky. I saw Brother Billy Ray put on there that horse that won the Kentucky Derby. I don't know, did you see what I put on there? He was running on holy ground. That's when he ran so good. Yeah, oh yeah, I got some sneers on that one. But anyway, anyway, uh, I didn't question the Lord when the Lord told me to go to Kentucky. 
and pastor a church there. I took a church there, had three women, two children. Had three women, two children. That one of the children, I got a message. He, he said he wanted to be my friend on Facebook. He was just a little bitty thing when I was there. And now he's, uh, he's, he's an older man now. That, of course, that was 40-some 40, 40 years ago. But anyway, when the Lord asked, when the Lord sent, called me to come to Georgia, I didn't question what the Lord would have me do. But I'm thankful. I'm telling you, I'm thankful today that I came. I'm so thankful today. Rhonda loves it here. I love it here. And I don't want to leave it. She don't want to leave it. When we first came here, she's ready to go home. She don't want to leave it now. Lord is good to us. The mark of a true servant is uncompromising. This is the last of, of all of them. The mark of a true service, servant is uncompromising. A true servant will never compromise with the world. One of the laws under, I'm sorry, one of the laws under a master and his servant was, if the master, if the, if the servant shall go plainly say, I love my master, my wife, my children, I will not go out from thee. I will not go out free. That's <clears throat> what the master said in Exodus 21.5. We read it. He had a chance to go free, but because he loved his master, he would not go. He, he would not go free. He would not compromise. How many of us who hate the truth, I'm, I'm sorry, who have the truth, love the Lord enough that we will not compromise with the world of untruth? My eyes are failing me today. I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm going blind or what. But anyway, my eyes are failing me today. It was Nehemiah who refused to meet with Samballot, Tobiah, and, get, and, get, and Gershom when they wanted him to quit rebuilding the wall around Zion. Nehemiah and the workers was up there working, and these three came down there, and they started taunting them. They tell him, come down from there, come down from there. Why, why are you doing this? And Nehemiah said, we won't come down. He said, we won't come down. Here's what Nehemiah said. He said, he said to them, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Nehemiah 6 and verse 3. He said, I'm doing a great work. It made not, it made it was nothing to Tobiah, it was no, it was nothing to uh, uh, to Samballot, it was nothing to Gershom, it was nothing to none of those. But to 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 Nehemiah, it was a great work that Nehemiah, that the Lord had sent him to do. And he said, "I won't come down," and it makes no difference how much you threaten me, whatever you do, I won't come down. I won't I won't give it up. I, I'll keep doing it. It was, it was Jephthah who said, 
I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot draw back. Judges 11 and verse 35. Jephthah said, said I, I, I've told the Lord that I'm not going to compromise. He said, I won't go back on my word. Do we ever think about that when we're, when we're beckoned to compromise? with the world and what the world teaches. You don't, you don't have to like everything everybody teaches. That word like on Facebook is a big word. Carmen mentioned to me about the senior appreciation breakfast. And she said, uh, will you remind people of it? I said, I will, will do is all I said. And Carmen said, I like that. He said, will. I said, will do. She liked that. But we like a lot of things we shouldn't like. We like a lot of things that we shouldn't put like on. Do we know what, do we know what some of these old-time preachers believe? Some of them I see on there, they didn't. They don't believe. They didn't believe like we do. A lot of preachers today don't believe like we do anymore. And I'm, I'm not saying that that I've turned to get totally against the person, but I don't agree with the fact that they don't believe that the church is what it what it was when that when their daddies and their older preachers taught it to them. Some of these younger preachers are just getting completely away from the church. You know, church is an important thing. It's so important that everybody member of this church should have been here today. That's how important a church is. That's like Brother Wayne says. That's how important a church is. Like Brother Sam says, when Brother Sam prays, that's how important a church is. We ought to be here. If there's any way we can get here, we ought to be here. Neil says the same thing when he prays. Some of you say it. That's how important the church is in our life. Church is never not important in our life. Have you told the Lord you will follow him and him only? If you have, then it is a gross sin to go back on your word. It was a compromising Saul who spared Agag after the Lord told him to destroy everything. King Saul, he brought back Agag. Well, it was, it was, he compromised and brought back Agag. Well, again, after the Lord told him to destroy everything, but it was the uncompromising Samuel who cut Agag to pieces. As one professor said when I was in school, said he made Agag stew out of him, cut him into pieces. People said, that's awful. I preached that one time. Somebody said, that's awful for somebody to take a sword and cut somebody all to pieces while he's, while he's living. Well, Samuel wasn't about to be a compromiser. He wasn't about to compromise. Lord told Saul, said, you kill, you kill everything. Kill the, the, the children. Now, you, somebody may say, this is awful. Lord told him, said, kill the 
children, all the animals, all the grown-ups. Kill the king, kill everybody. And Saul didn't do what the Lord told him to do. Saul said, I'll do it. I will. You know I will. But he didn't do it. As a result of it, he was killed himself. As a result of it, he had to fall on his own sword. If you want to know more about Saul and Samuel, go to 1 Samuel 13 or 1 Samuel 15 and read it. You always want to know all about them. God hates a compromiser. He hates anybody that will compromise. God, God doesn't want a compromiser. You know, it's it, it's good, you know. Everybody says, well, I love the whole world. Well, not necessarily. You hear people say, God loves everybody. That's not necessarily true. If God loved everybody, he'd save everybody. He saved us because he loved us. He saved us because he loved us before the foundation of the world. He saved us is a reason, and he loved us is a reason we love him today, or should love him today, because he first loved us. God hates a compromiser. Also in the book of Psalms, he says he hates all sinners. Those that will, that those who will sin, those who will sin, uh, uh, you know, not even think about sinning presumptuously. Those who will sin presumptuously, God hates them. Go to go to the go to the tenth chapter. We're going to be getting to that for long. Go to the tenth chapter of Hebrews and see what he says about somebody who who uh, is sins and plans to sin and sins. He says there's no more sacrifice for that person. He's only one if he's looking he's looking for pro- trouble. Now what that trouble all that trouble's going to be, I don't know, I can't say. But I can tell you one thing, if you've compromised, if you told God you're not going to, then you you, you may be one looking for indignation when you stand before the judgment. I don't know what that's going to be like either. You know, I don't know what all that's going to be like. But I know that God hates a compromiser. And I say today, may God bless you today. I pray the Lord will bless you today. I pray I pray that he will, he will take a hold of you. He'll show you what you need to be doing, how you need to be faithful to him. It doesn't mean that you quit your job. It doesn't mean that you, that you that's what a cult does. It doesn't mean that you quit your job. It doesn't mean, but it, it means that when somebody is wrong, you don't follow them when, in religion. You don't follow them. All right, let's all stand.